call me sentimental, but to me, the most joyful moment in sports is the soccer goal. And when that goal happens at the World Cup, well, it's pretty good. I'm Brian Phillips. With the 2022 Men's World Cup approaching, I'm making a podcast called 22 Goals on the Ringer Podcast Network. It's about 22 of the most fire emoji goals in the history of the tournament. We're going to have so much fun. I don't know if there's a way to really work in what we were just talking about. A uh, segue from not, that conversation to this? I am not an this? advocate of violence, but I'm just saying, if if it ever came to it. Yeah, you would Doomsday scenario, you and I, you they're wanna... like, hey, we're breaking up ringer staff by twos. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I said this off air, and I will say it all. I think we're taking any other two. At the, I, I think our twosome's taking any other twosome at the ringer. What about the Taylor Swift pod? I feel like they get aggressive. Do you don't listen to the Taylor Swift pod? Okay, two things. I'm not, I'm, okay, first off, what? First off, I don't listen. Second okay. off, I'm not losing in a fight to anybody who listens and talks for, for a living about Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know what? That's a that's, fair question. <laughs> you know fair. what? That's for another day. It doesn't matter. Um, it be today. Can we talk about, uh, speaking of ringer staff, what our boy Mike did last night? No. Oh. He, went to, <laughs> he went to the Yankees game, guys. He was there. But you know where he wasn't at the end of the game? At the game. Mike, do you have anything to say for yeah. yourself? Come, it was two nights ago. Show I'm yourself, sorry. Mike. What type of a... It was late at night. Oh, no it was excuse. late. I was, I was sleeping. I was in bed when the <laughs> oh game ended. <laughs> How old? Dude, he's, he, we can't even talk about age. It's a violation of I age. I'm just saying. I get it, though. There I don't, is no... Ex- you get it because you're also a, well, a I am spineless old. fan. Well, I just don't like to you know stay out late and get you in bed. You love to do that. <laughs> Not for sports, bro. No. Get it together. This is, you that's know the it's... difference, though. Mike has no excuse. He is a Yankees <laughs> he is a fan. Sports guy. Yeah, that's got to hurt. But that was an amazing game. We'll, we'll talk more about it. I left a Super Bowl but... party when, the, oh, when they were down yeah. 20 to 3. I and remember I went hearing home about that. And got re- Mike, I will tell you, actually, I got you beat. Not only did I, I was at a party with a bunch of people. You know, the only thing worse than fans who are like rooting for the <laughs> other team are fans who don't have any interest at all in the sport but show up wearing all Atlanta Falcon stuff just to spite me as a Patriots fan. I would like to say this was not me because it no. sounds like me, Kev but it's Jack. not. Kev yeah. Jack, he knows who he is. <laughs> he knows who he is. Great guy. Nice him and his call wife. out on but the then a bunch, But then a bunch of just spineless people there with their stupid Atlanta jerseys I feel cheering. Like you're, you're really riding an edge of like insulting some it, people it right up, now. That was a compliment. You, yeah. They go down 28 to 3, story time. There's your rundown. <laughs> 28 to 3. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to overreact here. I don't want to start saying things that I will never be able to take back. Hannah, get the car. We're just going to, I'm going to peacefully. We waited till halftime. I was like, you know what? It's been fun. I'm going to go. I'm going to head on home. I don't want to speak. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Don't look at me. (laughs) Don't look at me. She knew how serious it was. And I was like, I'm not going to take it out of my wife. It is funny. She does know. She knows. I was like, babe, I'm good. I was literally in bed. This is not a joke. Reading a book. I shot, what? I shot you my, reading a book is the biggest shock of the story so far, but continue. You. I shut my phone off. I shut everything off. Finally, my brother and one of my best friends growing up started blowing up Hannah's phone. It was like, where is your husband? And of course, at the time, we're in the small apartment. Yeah. We're starting with that. I like this story. <laughs> no cable. Because sure. we didn't have any money. I was too cheap to pay for it. Sure. I was like, I got to scramble. I had to call Russ. I'm like, And he was, I think Russ was either at a party or out. 
like watching the game. But I was like, bro, I need your login. Oh. He couldn't hear me. I was like, no, I need your login. And this was not <laughs> streaming services like it is now. Tech Mike did not exist then. Finally log in. That is true. How would you have ever figured out how to do this? Dude, I log in just in time to see them score the game tying touchdown and tying two-point conversion. It goes to overtime. I lose my mind. Emotional damage. Yeah, two shows in a row is probably enough. Um, oh, my God. So, I can't really take shots at Mike. Well, I you know what? I think we can ten times all take shots the rundown. at yourself for being a Fairweather fan. Speaking of people who are spineless, mm-hmm. I noticed you did not throw yourself through a table as you promised the audience. Do you have anything to say to Rich and company? Rich, I was watching the game with my wife. Both my wife and Mike's wife both agreed that I'm not allowed to do it. Now, here's the thing. There is a caveat to this. I feel like if I can do it where there's some kind of safety involved. We said we put a mattress down. Yeah, but then you said you wouldn't do that. Dude. I said that, and then you said, oh, no, I'm you, not going to so do that. So can you apologize? If you, there's, you a, if there's can, a mattress, I'll do it. Can you apologize? I think you owe the people that. <sighs> here's the thing. I apologize unless I do it. But I apologize for now because I haven't done it yet. Um, you know what apologies are that end in but? Nothing. That's what, what they are. Oh, I thought there was going to be a saying. I apologize, but... We are four minutes in and we haven't even gotten to the rundown yet. Story. Here's the rundown. I don't know. I didn't like the way you reacted to my sound effects. A lot of people like those. Yeah. That's a, it's a funny and it was an appropriate sound effect. About that rundown, though. How about that sound effect? <laughs> Much better than the other Get one. Get out. <laughs> the rundown. We have an update about your Tops Chrome. If you haven't heard already, you're probably under a rock, and that's okay because you're listening to the podcast and we're good with it. We're going to talk Aaron Judge for a moment because when I talked about it last episode, Mike didn't care for it, but now it's cool. Manning, Trey Lance, why are they in the news? We'll talk about that. Rumor mill, a couple of cool things that could happen, but they might not. Uh, mailbag is not our last segment today. Correct. Mike took a little uh, uh, coaching, a little pushing from the- Constructive criticism. From listener. <clears throat> Hold on. A little- uh, Little remnants of coffee went down the wrong tube. Uh, constructive criticism. Was that a coffee bean? What was that? <laughs> it doesn't matter. They, they did not grind the beans well the enough. Mug? There was a there's a ground. Uh, so we're going to focus a little bit more on mailbag today, and we're going to finish off the show with a guest from two different Ringer podcasts from the Ringer NFL show and the Fantasy Football show. It is Danny Heifetz. He will be joining us to top off the end of the show. That brings us to Mike's favorite button on the sound soundboard. Big picture. You like that? I still don't care for that. Here's what we're going to do for this big, for the opening then. You're going to have the statement. Aren't yeah. you, can you hit the high points on it? Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, I don't want to read the whole thing. Let, let's, here's the premise. Jesse's going to pull this up. He, obviously, most have heard by now, 2022 Topps Chrome Baseball releases last week. It is seen that the five uh, extended base short print cards, which are you know, fairly valuable and, and pretty um, noteworthy. Five big players. Julio, Julio Rodriguez, Spencer Torkelson, Hunter Green, C.J. Abrams, Bobby Witt Jr. are not in the product. Tops a few days later, finally did address it. This statement is direct from Tops, and it says... Basically, hey, guys, we messed up a little bit. Uh, not on purpose, though. So they have immediately reached out to their manufacturer when they realized that things weren't coming out as they would suspect they would at the, that meaning just that, that someone should have found the card by then. Uh, they understand that the short print parallels uh, were incorrectly not included in the boxes. 
the short prints were not part of a, they were originally not part of the set. Um, they were later added as an addi additional chase element. Unfortunately, because of some kind of miscommunication, they did not get added in at the time. So now Solution. to try and make up for this. And I, th I think it's a so somewhat uh, reasonable ex execution of this idea. They are going to provide an additional two card silver pack for all hobby boxes purchased. Now we have to get into how that yeah, you gotta, let, effectively read the works. Read the second paragraph, just word for it, if you would. This, oh, is, the, this is important. Okay, so for all future shipments of Chrome and for customers that have already purchased product through Tops, uh, Tops.com and hobby shops or breakers that purchase directly from them, they are going to provide one additional two-card silver pack for each 2022 Tops Chrome Baseball Hobby Box purchase. Okay, hang on. So you're going to get up. Now, this is when it, you're going to really find out if you're dealing with useful people or trash. You go back to a hobby shop in a week or so, whatever. No, they have not laid out the timeline. Mm -hmm. And your shop is, yeah, we're selling the packs. Mm -hmm. Don't ever do business with them again. If your breaker is somehow doing breaks of just these packs and didn't include them for the people who passed broke this product, never give them a dime of your money. Hang well, on, hang on, hang on. That's, but that, that's also making a statement of like, how do they necessarily, like on the app, we can, we know we have, there, there's records of who bought and stuff, but I'm just saying, like, for the guys who broke this product, how you do they lists. know exactly? You have your lists. Everybody has lists. Yeah. There's no excuse. All the brick breakers have already okay. come out and said they will make things right. Now, there are some smaller breakers who are going to come out and not be able to do this because they bought secondhand. And that's maybe what they I mean. are. So that's different. But I'm saying, if I, if you see people just outright breaking these packs after they've already broken boxes and cases of this stuff, I'd have some real serious questions. Okay. Go um, ahead. The short print parallels will be randomly inserted into these packs. We are working directly with every distribution channel of the product to ensure these packs are properly distributed through the original sellers. So I haven't heard from Southern Hobby yet, but I have heard from Peach State and GTS. Hey, we know the situation. Tops has reached out to us. We have not got finalized numbers, et cetera. When we do, we will forward them to you. I got one case of, of Hobby and two boxes of loose jumbo through GTS. So I'm expecting to get 14 of these packs. I've only sold one box. I was just going to sit on it, but one guy bought one. So like if I get the packs, Brandon Z, who bought on the app, will get one pack. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're going to see who's really in this to take care of their community and people and who is just total garbage. So if they had already sold uh, the box, if they've already basically done a break, yep, they have to take that pack. And do you think the best is just randomize it or just... To the teams, so let's if they did this. a team break? Yep, so here's a simple answer for me. Again, you did a break. Let's say Eddie over at Geo Breaks. He did a, a random teams break. Okay. Cool. Hobby box, 12 boxes, should be 12 packs. If in a two weeks' time we get 12 of those packs, go back to the original list, rip all 12 packs, those cards go to the assigned team from that break. Okay. Very simple. If somebody bought a personal box, give them a pack. Okay. I think there is a way where a lot of people get made whole. Now, obviously, there's downside here, right? There was, because quite frankly, there is zero world in which everybody was going to get made right and there was an answer for this sure it was a massive screw-up there's no way around it um period like th that that is actually it there's no justifying the issue having said that my thing is always this okay what do we do now to get past that and how can it be made right mm -hmm. i think this at least makes it right for some people i was worried they were going to do hey we're going to hold all these over to some retail skew or some ridiculous product or hey we're going to go with update instead if that happens, nobody who spent money on this product gets made whole. 
at least in this scenario, I think a, a number of people will get made whole because they will somehow benefit from the packs, which is a good thing. Not perfect, but it's something. Uh, there's also been a lot of noise. Hey, box pricing, which is, by the way, grab box pricing when you have a second. I already know it by heart. What's hobby box? Now? It was 300 last show. What is it now? 275. Okay, so it's come down a little bit more. You know, people, there was also this narrative being pushed. You know, watch how these boxes are going to just crumble in price now because nobody cares because they're not going to get the silver packs because those cards weren't inserted. Still not the case. We said this the other day. I, I stand by that. This pack is driven by base. The, the value of Topps Chrome is driven by base rookies. Wander, O'Neill, Cruz, period. Like, the rookies. This was a great add-on. I think that is, for you as a breaker who doesn't view this as, like, a gamble, I think that is a uh, a good mentality. However, I do think there's a lot of people who do view this as a gamble, and they the price of a box is determined by the big hits that they could possibly get. That's my thinking. I, I think gamblers are not chasing Topps Chrome. Not by and large. If, if that's your mentality, you're buying flawless NT, you're buying big stuff. You're not wasting your money on this. I, I mean, I'm not saying like it's a gambler of like a, you know, that has to have high end. I do think, though, that the aspect of, oh, I have a chance of actually winning something in this. That is the reason why some people are going to pay a little bit more. And so if they're thinking, oh, the cards aren't in there, they may not pay as much. I do. I do agree with you to a large part of the community that you are correct in that the cards are the base and not the SP that really drives the pricing. But I do think there is a large other segment of the community, maybe not as big that cares a lot about those SPs and that the price could be affected for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I also look at the price of that compared to the last five years. I think that price is right in line with where it should be. That is true. When I we mean, went over product, it seems in line. Now here's where I would have a major argument though. You bought into breaks and you bought the Mariners chasing J rod stuff. You paid a, a huge premium in a PYT. Mm -hmm. That's a major issue to me. Sure. So there are some people I think have absolutely 100% valid claims. Like, hey, I really did not get what I should have gotten. Yeah. I hope those people get made right. If you went out and bought a personal box, again, I hope that is made right. I hate to say it, but we're going to see a ton of these things in the secondary market. The packs. There, there are just too, there's too much opportunity for profit here. Oh, it's, 100%. That's what I was But I also hope you. we, we blast. Honestly, I think everybody should get blasted who does that. I really do. Like, I, I would like to see the community actually come together. Like, dude, you took us. You didn't make things right when you got the pack because you mm -hmm. cashed in. You don't get my business anymore. So let me throw out an idea and just see what your, your thought is because I feel like this could happen. Um, you make your guys right. Anybody who bought. Yep. Let's, let's move on from the past okay. and talk about, okay, now I have unsold boxes and these packs. Like me. I'm yeah. going to have a case and boxes and packs. That you haven't broken. You haven't sold. Yep. So at this point... Can you see a scenario where guys can break separately? Absolutely. I, okay. see, see that I'm actually fine with. Really? I was wondering if you would. Be. I have no issue with that. Like, like for example, say I'm going to break my case of Topps Chrome. What'd you say it was doing a box? 275? Mm -hmm. Times 12 is what? 3,200? 36 minus, uh, yeah. Don't uh, rain over here. 30, yeah, somewhere around there. Just nod your head and smile. <laughs> okay, so in a PYT. I'm doing the math. So let's go, let's just say in a PYT, I'm going to get... Again, I'm going to break it up, Mark, and I'm going to get 3200 bucks out of that. Okay. Well, now I also have these packs where I say, hey, I've got 12 of these packs, and I have no clue what it's the packs 33. are. We were, I said 34, you said 32. 3300 Okay. So I have these packs now separate, though, and let's. I, I really don't know what the packs are going to go for. Mm -hmm. Let's say they go for 100 bucks though. So I can get 1200 bucks out of those packs. I can do one of two things. I can put them with the case, but now I've got to get 4500 out of that case. 
Okay. Or yeah. I could keep it. Like, I don't hate the fact that, hey, guys, this break is actually going to be cheap because the packs are yes, not included. that's what I was thinking. I'm fine with that. But you know what they, you just admitted, though, without realizing it, is that you did value those SPs because you're knocking down the base price. I'm keeping it where the price is now. Oh, you would just keep it? Yeah, I'm going to keep is. it at $3,300. $3, okay, yeah. so you would value it there. But but I don't mind that because no one's losing out and no one is misled. It'd be different. Than, exactly. Like, you know you're not if getting those know. cards. That That's different. But yeah, I just worry that, hey, here's a breaker who did 12 PYT breaks. And now all of a sudden, oh, yeah, guys, I got all these extra packs for, you know, I got I got hooked up and I'm just doing these. Yeah. Did you make your people right? Yeah. Some people will. The good people will. And then the garbage in the hobby will not. So. I can tell you there's going to be a lot of people just getting called out because yeah. either they're, they're will have shown some kind of evidence that they made their past breaks right and you're all good. But even if they did do that, you're going to still hear guys being like, hey, this guy decided to do that idea where they did just break the the silver packs. And they're like, hey, this guy didn't make things right for me and this and that. It's, it's sure. inevitable that it's going to happen. And the problem is like, how does anyone end up proving it over yep. the long term? I think but, it's fair. Again, horrible situation. Shouldn't happen in the first place. I actually, and I've I've put this out on social, and I've yet to hear a better solution. What what would have worked out better here? It is true, like as far as like the solution Not goes, it's perfect, like how do you? But f- like, yeah. yeah, realistically, I, I mean, however, this also plays in nicely to the fact that this is why I think fanatics wants to get involved with not only their own distribution, but probably at some point their own breakers. Then they control the line completely. You know, I really appreciate the fact that this is the issue and why we didn't hear back from fanatics because that's the only thing. Why on Monday, when we couldn't get an answer from Tops or Fanatics, I was like, there has to be something that even they don't know if they're not getting back to us. Because I think See, they would have said something. That's what it was. Like, hey, yeah. what do we do? So say whatever you want. And, and now there are going to be the people, hey, I'm never spending another dime with Tops now, whatever. Okay. You, you were going to leave you either will. way. They, if that's, that's the case, a lie. They will. Right. And if that's your, your thing, like there's going to be issues in the future. Like it happens with everybody. I got to say from a hobby standpoint... And just to be super clear, we're not paid anything by Tops. We're not paid anything by Fanatics. They are mm-hmm. not a sponsor. They're not paying us on any of our other socials. I've never received a dime from them. If you want to start paying us, however, Jesse is a heck of a sales coordinator. I say that because Hello. I'll be honest with you. This, to me, reeks of a solution that came from people who are actually in the hobby, which I love. Reek in a good sense. It is true. It does because, Interesting. yeah, what else would they would have done? Yeah, I think other, I think other just manufacturers, whatever, who aren't in the hobby as much could have trashed this and, and really bumbled it even more. Fumbled, bumbled, whatever. Have you heard other ideas? Has anybody no. thrown out another suggestion? Yeah. No, I can't no, think nothing of what. A, that is reasonable, and B, that actually makes at least some people whole and helps some of the issue. I, I do. Say what you want. I think this is a pretty good solution. At so. least it was caught early on, too. It could have been like a month down the road, and then you're all, there's no chance people would have kept all of those records. So There you go. Um, We go on to Aaron Judge. This is quick. Aaron Judge is stupid. Are we going to talk about Mike, our producer again on this segment, how he missed the game. Let me tell my story again (laughs) as well. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you brought up an interesting subject last week or last show. I had (gasps) really no use for it. Well, here's the deal. I don't need you bringing up like super card specific things in Straight Facts, homie. It was just weird. (laughs) It just threw the whole thing off. The guy is on the ver. He's winning the Triple Crown. He's winning the MVP and that team might make noise. If you are of the contention, hey, I'm selling Judge now because I'm up so much, go Mm -hmm. nuts, sell him. I have no... I have no issue with that. There's a real world scenario though, where this kid hits some unbelievable home runs. First of all, he just ends a regular season on a tear as if he needed to do any more. Yeah. Goes straight triple crown, 
you know, MVP's offseason, so we don't care about that. But Triple Crown goes into the playoffs, has some big-time moments. There's a scenario where his stuff has a lot of room to grow. So that's all I have to say. Even I don't after to, it's already spikes. Yep. Wow. And I don't want to get into specific cards. I don't care. I okay. just What he is doing is unbelievable. So there you go. Um, I like you. Did we determine how many more games they have? 14. It is 14 more games. Uh, just Can you to be put clear, the next graphic on the screen, by the way? I should have asked you ahead of time. Uh, is that possible or no? Um, oh, the one you sent. Yeah. For Man, you and I. Talented. Uh, I am curious, before we jump off of that, the <laughs> Triple Crown is batting average, RBI, and is it home home run? Is that the three? What does RBI stand for? Runs batted in. Nice, bro. Yeah. Big debate, too, whether one. you say RBI or RBIs. I've always been an RBIs guy. Run batted, runs batted ins? But when you say it, the I guy's know. got 100 RBI. 100 RBIs. <laughs> See? It's a question. Um, all right. I am glad to know that because when you had on the sheet that it's a triple crown, I felt a little dumb and I thought I knew, but I'm glad to know I do know. All right. Did you look that time. up? No. I promise. I was going to say I want to see your search history, but I do not want to open that, that door, so never mind. Okay. <laughs> I, I just am that good. I'm that much of a sports boy. All right. Here this is, a cool is your picture. If Spotify ever decided to bring back video, this would have been a great one to show. Thanks. <laughs> you guys are going to love this. Thanks Let's for go, Let me paint a word picture for you. Ooh, there's let me words. open some packs while we do this. <laughs> there's words, and there's two cards on this picture. Some could call it a meme-style image. Go so, ahead, Mike. This has been making its way around social. It is interesting. The most expensive Trey Lance card of all time that has ever sold, one-on-one flawless Shield Auto rookie, mm-hmm. $132,000 hairs. Ooh. That's a lot. And the only thing I did not check on this, you this might is, check check the next thing in card ladder real quick, please. Just to make sure this is accurate. Well, before. I know it's accurate. Oh, I'm okay. curious when. Uh, okay. The next line reads, the most yeah. expensive Peyton Manning card of all time ever sold, PSA 10, which I, I didn't know any of these existed, 1998 Contenders Auto, just shy of 72,000. Jesse's going to pull up the comp and when that actually happened, because I am curious on the timing, that makes a lot of difference. But it's funny, the the narrative around this is people are so stupid. How could anybody buy this kid who's unproven? And oh, look, now he's out for the year. You could go out and get this all-time great. We get it. I don't disagree with that, by the way. I would much rather have a Peyton, an Elway, obviously a Brady, a proven guy. But the mentality in the hobby now is new, shiny, and potential to be the next 10X card. Yeah. Hey, Trey Lance goes and has an unbelievable season and wins a Super Bowl, and oh, all of a sudden, that card is worth $300,000. That Peyton Manning card is not going up. Now, now, the flip side is probably true, too. Probably never going down. But there's not a monumental event. When did it happen? No, no, no. I haven't. I, okay. The, there is a more recent sale of that card. How much? It was like 40-something thousand. Oh, a PSA 10? Yep. I'll tell you the major differentiation too, though. The t- see how the auto is not graded on that PSA Manning? Uh-huh. Audience, you see that? That <laughs> auto's a 10. A lot of those autos are brutal. You could have a PSA this one 10 card. wasn't an auto on the, the, the autograph was not graded. That, yeah, that's what I mean, though. So that, neither are graded, but this one you can tell is a 10. Oh, I see what you're saying. That card is notorious for having super faded autos. Oh. So without seeing them side by side, that could make a huge difference. When did this one? Do, yeah, I'm still see? looking it up. Yeah, it, it wasn't super recent. So. Okay. Point being, though, it's like, how could you spend more on Trey Lance? That's why. Guys want stuff where they, hey, hey, something could happen tomorrow where this kid's stuff, you know, takes a huge Mahomes-style jump. Peyton's just simply not going to do that. It doesn't mean he's not greater all time. I don't think there's a single person in the world who thinks 20 years from now we're going to look at Trey Lance as being anywhere near as great as Peyton. But people are not looking 20 years down the road. So I, I appreciate the graphic. I think it's a cool 
you know, scenario that's laid out. But that's the world we live in. Like the same is going to be said of Trevor Lant. I guarantee Trevor, Mac, maybe Justin Fields, for sure, Herbert, Burrow, all those guys have cards that have outsold Peyton if you went just by the highest sale. Are any of those guys going to be better than Manning all time? I have Manning like fourth, third, fourth all time. Probably not. It doesn't matter. It goes more to mentality than it does common sense. That's it. Okay, sorry. We took a quick second to look this up. So that the Manning card we're talking about sold at PWCC. 2019. So this card is actually worth quite a bit more today than I would say. I bet the Manning's probably 100 today. Wait, quite a bit more today? Yeah, 2019's pre-COVID. Yeah, but I mean, this card just sold um, Again, after that. I'm looking at that card. That auto's garbage. At the oh, So there's one in January of 2020 that sold for 53,000. Ooh, I didn't see that. Okay, I don't, I don't want to get into a huge thing. I, okay. But I'll have to look. I would say that is a major differentiation though is what did these things actually sell for? Well, I think it also just goes to the proof that hype is such a big factor in sports card collecting. By the way, in 2016, that same Peyton Manning sold for 35 grand. Three years later, it sells for 71. Same exact card. Not a bad return. Not okay. bad. Do um, your, let's talk. Hang on. Let's go to the <laughs> rumor mill with the roadster. Because your middle, My name, middle is name is Rhodes after Rhodes. your dead grandfather. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Yep. Uh, guys, this is... I don't really know how to segue <laughs> off of that, but... You like that? We miss you, Grandpa. Um, it was not the Grandpa Taze, though. Just It was my great-grandfather. Uh, oh, it was Taze's dad. That's Taze's right. dad. Uh, I don't uh, even know him very well, so it's fine. You can say whatever you want. What you're talking about. There yeah. is a rumor. There's two rumors. The clicking. Celtics rumor. I'm going to let Mike oh. handle... Okay. I will, you will yep. be joining your great-grandfather I, as you take my Celtics news. <laughs> I'm going to let you handle. So... It is funny how Mike is typically the one who gets the news, any kind of rumor mill out there. I, I often am just like, where did you hear that? How did you know this? This one I got, and again, it, that means it's probably going to end up being wrong, but if it's not, it's going to make some waves for sure. Um, there's a rumor going around that Southern Hobby Distro has been sold, and it has been sold. Real quick, before you say it, they are owned by the parent company of Beckett. Yes. They just sold. I don't even think it was a year ago. It, it was in the summertime. I was at my pool when they sold. The pool at the old apartment. Oh, the old house, I, mean. I think I remember that too. I'm trying to think. That might have just been. So I think it was a year ago, August. So the rumor is that they have been sold to Fanatics. So there is talk that this will be announced at the summit in a couple weeks. There is no substantiating this at this point. The person who advised of this said that there is a person very close to Southern who passed this information along. So we will see. It's something to think about, though, the fact that uh, Beckett is selling things to fanatics. What does that mean for their relationship? Is that good? Are they getting in bed together? A lot of questions get raised, of course, when we start talking rumors, but it is something to think about. You heard it here first, though, if it's true. Michael, Celtics news. It looks as though, I think it's pronounced Ime Udoku, head coach of the Celtics, phenomenal head coach, but I actually really like this guy. It looks like he is going to be suspended for the season. That hurts. Weird reports, some misconduct maybe, or a violation of team policy. I, I don't know. I haven't looked. But yeah, we kind of just got that sent over. I saw that on Twitter this morning. There were some rumblings about it yesterday. But today, September 22nd, yeah, I, that's not good. Which, I, not good for the team. I don't know what happened. I have no clue. How long um, has he been coaching? Do you know? 
I think last year was his first year. It was either, last year was, it was either his first new, or right? second year. Okay. Awesome. The players love him. I mean, dude made a finals run with that squad. Yeah. He run through Milwaukee. Yeah, they were missing Middleton, but who cares? And Brooklyn and Miami. Pretty impressive. So that's tough if that's true. That's your rumor mill, folks. There's not a lot that we were going to throw into this, but I do think I like the rumor mill segment for a short little thing if we have stuff, because I know you don't like rumors all that much, but it is fun to talk about, if, especially as it affects the hobby. Yeah, I mean, if it's true and Fanatics is buying a distributor, you're going to be pretty happy if you kept those Southern accounts. <laughs> did did you? What did you? I own I own a chunk of one. Yes, a nice little there piece. So interesting. We'll see. All right. No um, release week. No nothing there. There was something else you wanted to mention before we got to mailbag. Yeah, quick. So I mentioned a couple weeks ago I had made an investment in TradeSafe. So it's TradeSafe.live. If you're looking for a middleman for your trades, hey, send it to this guy. They they. Inspect the cards, send them off so you, you know, you're guaranteed some security. They are also going to be hosting a monthly virtual card show. It's on a site called Hop- Have you ever heard of Hoppin, by the way? Never. Hoppin? Hoppin. It's basically like Zoom breakout rooms. Like you go to the show and you kind of click the room you want to go into. And there's oh. like a live video, live chat, all huh. that stuff. So you can buy a table as a vendor and display your stuff there. You know what? This would have been great during COVID. <laughs> Two years too late, am I right? So, but it's so cool. Yeah, coming up November sixteenth, that'll be the first one. Uh, the the monthlycardshow.com is for that. Tradesafe.live for that side. So, um, I'm interested. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see. And Tradesafe is facilitating all the activity at the show, so it's kind of like one and the same. So, if you buy ten cards from a dealer, the dealer already has a pre-assigned label that will send all the stuff he sells to everybody. One box gets sent to Tradesafe. They then separate everything out and send it. Okay, so, a little security oh, there. My source just said, can you take a call? Your source on what? On your rumor. Interesting. I will keep you posted. Wait, did you talk to the guy who sent that, or is this no, a different no, no. guy? No, my source. I don't even oh, know who you're, I, oh, I actually oh, don't oh. know who you're talking about, but I know it's not this guy. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't think. He did it's go not. by an alias, so I don't know. Um, what a all great right. show. Do you have a wig? Oh, man. My Mbappe, by the I way. I meant to bring two things to the office. Wigs. We got all of our stickers in for... Oh, okay. By the way, guys, people have been asking about the shirts that we posted online. Because that is uh, something that we want to give away, we are going to make sure that at card shows, we are giving those things away. So you don't have to buy them. So just a fun fact, but you probably do need to see us in person. But there you go. Uh, with that, we have stickers and... I have a really cool mask that I was going to bring into the office. We'll do that next time. What do you have? Um, again, take this for what it's worth. Nothing set in stone, but there have been multiple meetings and our offer has been sent. Bam. God, it feels we'll good see. to have some truth. I love it. Potentially, um, yeah. Uh, the Mbappe Gold Auto, up to 18000 with the BP on Golden. Hello. Ends in two days. Mikey needs a new suit. <laughs> Bid on the. You need a new suit? I think we should have the winner of that card on the on the podcast for 48 seconds. You love that. Bathing man. suit. <laughs> I love having 48 seconds. I think that would be entertaining no matter what you yeah. did. Hey, um, what's your name? Where are you from, buddy? <laughs> and we're done. Good to see you. Thanks for bu- buying this. Get out. All, All right, right. Mailbag now. Little spin. Mailbag. The Facebook. So we did get a little uh, criticism as far as the attention that was being focused on Mailbag. In some recent episodes, and that's fa- it was fair criticism. I took it to heart, and I took action. And so, and my, you were there too. I'm, well, I, <laughs> I I appreciate going through the entire mailbag, um, but today specifically, we are going to focus uh, on a few select questions that we can open up for larger discussion. So, 
With that being said, Steven Ortiz, are you or Jesse going to a Titans game this year? We're just jump. <laughs> Why did you jump down the list? Because you, Man, said, cause I you do. set that whole thing. And it I was is like, true. There's, there's nothing to talk there's about there's here. Nothing. <laughs> are we going to a Titans game? That's a solid question. I would love to go to a Titans game this year. I'd go to a game. We need to talk to somebody. Do we know anybody who has tickets? Don't we? Wasn't there someone? Don't we know personal people? Don't Bruce and Marilyn? Oh, I don't know if they still do. I was going to say Hannah's bosses, but she quit her job. So I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> she goes in once a month, I thought. They're still good friends. Hard we'll find, if anybody, hey, if any of you listeners know where we can get a deal on Actually, some tickets. we got an offer boom, a weekend or two ago. Or I did, and I could have you. games? But I had a talk that day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. All right. Uh, let's Real jump in. Now. Let's, Lance Kim from the Facebook. You see the names I picked, by the way? I don't even care what the question is. I just picked easy names. That's a lie. <laughs> some of them are tough. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you would do that, but uh, maybe you do. You do hate when I pronounce it. Is 2020 NFL product starting to heavenly, nope. <laughs> heavenly, heavily overshadow 2021 product with Hertz and Tua potentially breaking out as well as the 2021 QBs seeming to underperform? Yes and no. I mean, 2020 is an unbelievable year. Mm -hmm. I, I think the majority of people have preseason and right now, Herbert and Burrow top 10. I think, I mean, Tua and Hertz have performed unbelievable. They're both 2-0. and oh. Huge week, by the way, for Tua. If, if you are, I've been saying for a while, four to six weeks for me with my Tua stuff. Yeah. If he beats the Bills this week, which after I saw what they did to your Titans, I don't know that I think that's going to happen. I don't want to talk about if that. If he beats the Bills, I might sell then. Point being, though, that 2020 class is shaping up. We're getting ahead of ourselves, shaping up to be generational. Because not only that, you also have the greatest, in my opinion, the best receiver in football, Justin Jefferson. Four potential. Again, let's just let's just go off the trajectory we're seeing now. You might have four top 10 quarterbacks this year from that class and the best receiver in football. 2020 is unbelievable. Heavily overshadow is tough, though, because of the price discrepancy. 2020 is so much more expensive than 21, mm -hmm. but 21 still has valid chases. Trevor looked really good the other day. Mac looked very good last week. Justin Fields, eh, obviously Trey's done for the year. Davis Mills quietly has had a couple good games in a row, okay. at least on, on the field. Najee Harris, Jalen Waddell, crazy breakout game. Jamar Chase. Mm -hmm. Say what you want about 2020. 2021 is very talented. Like, it, if you had that just in a vacuum, 2021 is unbelievable, yeah. and it's spread. It well, just it so doesn't happens. hurt it that 2022 is not as— And that's the other thing, yeah. right. So I, I really think 2020 is just reaching a level where it's not going to be touched by the next. So does it overshadow it? Yes. But again, the fact that there's such a discrepancy in price to get into the wax, I think that's what's going to continue to save 21 because guys are going to go, okay, can't afford 2020. Don't care about 2022. 2021, some nice chases. It's much less cheap. It's much less expensive. Mm -hmm. Much less expensive. Yeah, you got it. Just doesn't sound right. No, then 2020. It. It's going to have that happy medium. So we'll see how the rest of the year develops. But if it stays on this path, you're going to have two savage years in a row. And then come along ugly stepsister, redheaded stepchild, <laughs> old 2022. I think to bottom line that neither of them, even though 2021 may overshadow in some, a in some aspects, neither are a bad investment, though. Well, we'll see. I mean, it remains to be seen. 2020 is so expensive. Those guys don't perform. It could be. And 2021, the guys aren't proven yet. But I think even though 2021 Look, is not as money, expensive. Where your mouth is. I, I, I actually. You think it'll buy it in? Well, because not 2021 is not. <laughs> I am going to invest in Vanguard. Uh, 2021 being that it is underperforming uh, versus 2020, 
my thinking is that, yes, even if the performance of those QBs in that season uh, isn't as great, guys are still going to look to that product for investment because of hype as opposed to performance, because they don't have another avenue to go to with any new recent product because 2022. Well, I mean, unless you're looking for non-QB players. So that's that's my take is that 2021 could still be a good investment for the guys chasing the hype you know just happened as there? opposed to the performance. You got a nice answer on a mailbag question. Give me the next one. Michael. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Bunjorn. I think it's like a Bunjorno type of thing. Bunjorne. Michael wants to know. I, I am. I think I'm close. As we Pio enter. Journey? I think I could be right. Mike <sighs> calling to the show. As we enter the quote unquote junk slab era, is there any reason to hang on to raw cards for future speculating? Okay. Basically, hang on. Hang okay. on. Okay. Yes. If you are. It, patient money has proven to always make money in the card space. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, that has been the key to almost anybody who's been very, very successful. The flips come and go. You know, the hot streak with this guy and making the right investment is one thing. But the people who have simply stayed patient have done really well. Raw right now is probably less value than almost any other time in history because everything's about mm-hmm. the grade. But we could very easily see that start to shift and change again at some point in the future. So I think holding on to, to raw cards for speculating in the future. And then guess what? Even if you don't, even if the raw sentiment doesn't take off, you've still got a card if that player takes off mm-hmm. and grade it down the road. But but I don't mind the fact that you're going to hold stuff and see if we get through this, again, quote unquote, junk slab era. You Good first part. One of my biggest fears of the holding on to raw is just keeping it safe in the meantime. Put on a top loader. But that, I... Is that well, you, the only thing I need to do? Your crap out on a desk. Like I, you do. I like. I actually like the feel of cards you love around me. Clutter. No, those I, it's pretzels not have been here. They were here last. They were on Monday, and they are here today on Thursday because I wanted to have a little snack. Can I not have a couple pretzels before I'm just the show? Saying you like clutter. You're a clutter man. You do. You are a neat freak. So we never been accused of that in my life. Well, that's okay. Read the second half let, of this question. So, with that being said, if I am holding raw, I need to make sure what. Just penny sleeve, top loader. Is that fine, are we thinking? Penny sleeve, top loader, and don't leave it on your desk. Don't leave it on it. Ooh, segue. Here you go. Okay. Boom. ColumbiaHobby.com. Keyword nonsense. Code word nonsense. Save 10%. Buy all the supplies you could possibly need from Stevie T. Top, can I get a better deal on top loaders there than like Amazon or something? Do you know? Have you compared? I mean, that's where I buy our stuff. I mean... Jesse's nodding his head like I wasn't going to say I yes. Think, that's, where, I think, that's where me and Eddie buy stuff I think you always say anyways. yes, but my, I w- thought you've done it, this research. I think the answer is 100%. I, it's so expensive on Amazon for top loaders. It's crazy. There you go. Go to Columbia Hobby. Read the uh, next then question. The rest of that question goes oh, on yes, to yes, say, yes. base card values have already dropped precipitously. By the way, Michael How did you feel about that? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Take it easy, bro. Is it worth it to hang on to short print and numbered cards that are raw or graded poorly. So this part I didn't like as much. I don't like the thought of holding on to poorly graded stuff for any reason, quite frankly. Not with new stuff. Go and just get I'd rather have a raw card that looks good, clean and good to the eye mm-hmm. than a six on ultra modern stuff. Do you just try and sell it for whatever you can get for it? Is that the idea or what? If you had a poorly graded card? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I, but to me, it's like, yeah, just just chase the raw. Um, and you hold I, on to anything poorly graded besides vintage? No. Nothing. You just get rid of it, right? Yeah, just sell it. I, I wouldn't okay. buy it in the first place. I mean, what's the... Well, I mean, it's not that. I think you get back graded cards that c- could have a poorer Pretty grade rare. than you want. I mean, poorly graded. Like, I might get back an eight here and there. Yeah. I'm not getting back, like, fives. 
because you have a good enough eye to just not I mean, even send people, that end. Yeah, yeah, I think most people do. But but again, the overall point, if you can hold on to this stuff, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's it's incredibly far-fetched to think, hey, in five years, raw is just the rage again. People just love raw. Forget the grading. Grading's still important, but it's like, yeah, there's a whole raw market again that comes around. Mm-hmm. Or, as I mentioned before, this guy takes off. Now you go the grading route with it. So I, I like it either way is my point. And in most cases these days, does product come out like, for the most part, graded a seven or eight or above. Seven, like, seven is about the standard. Matter of fact, I heard from a guy yesterday. He he mess, he might have even messaged. Was it the sh- Trevor Lawrence thing? Uh, yes, the Trevor Lawrence is exactly what I was thinking. Guy sends us a picture, hits a gold Trevor Lawrence auto out of Prism. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, massive card. It's graded a seven. What can I do? I'll be honest, not really anything. Seven is still near mint. Anything lower than that, I'm trying to get a replacement or see if they'll do something. A seven, I think, is about not is ideal. Is that a reality? Would they ever actually do that, you think? I don't think they're replacing a seven. Now, if that comes back a, like a six or a five, that's yeah. different. You, but that's what I mean. You think there's a reality where they would replace I'd make anything noise. because yeah. of a low grade? Not just you. Oh, I just yeah, mean like it, Joe that, Schmo Because then the it could be considered damaged. Uh, you got to get a hold of them still, which is a hassle. But for a card that big, it's worth it. Okay. But but yeah, otherwise, a seven is, is again, lowest end of acceptable from a pack-pulled card. Next question, please. Brandon Steck, company. Uh, I'm sorry, comping cards that are sold in auctions through whatnot and Card Shop Live. Since there is no data, are these considered comps? I don't consider them comps. Actually, no. There's no data to prove it. I also his his last thing, by the way, I thought was interesting. Often these cards sales are above comp. I haven't really found that to be true either. The majority there are of stuff, cases, but yeah, not often. Some, but overall. If I sell a thousand dollars worth of single rock or single singles at an auction on Card Shop Live, mm-hmm. I'm getting eight fifty to eleven hundred. Well, you also you can't use those because a lot of times those prices are it's skewed because it's like, well, there's impulse, but it's also like, hey, everybody who buys something tonight gets entered into a that's giveaway. True. Very or hey, I'm gonna man, throw in another point. pack. That's a good point. I so, didn't think of that. You really comps can't. though, to me, comp cards, this again, and this yeah, they're a sponsor and all that stuff. This is not why I promote them as much as I do. But this is why I use card ladder sales history. I can yeah. see comps from all the auction houses, eBay, my slabs, all the different places. The other thing to keep in mind with comp is time and circumstance. If I have seven sales within a week's time when no news has happened, if there's a Peyton Manning card that sells between 90 and 100 bucks seven times this week, guess what? The comp is 95 bucks. But there could be a Tua card that sold six times on Saturday for 100. And yeah. as we saw this last week. So, to me, you have to do a little more research and just what did the last one sell for? What has changed with the player? What is Trey Lance is another good example of that. Hey, it was 100 bucks yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, good news. <laughs> I mean, hit, excuse me, bad news. <laughs> Cut that right now. Time and unforeseen occurrence. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you have to take all that into account with comps. Alan Avidal. Alan wants to know, does top series two increase in value higher than it would have normally with the snafu associated with Tops Chrome. Okay, so this is the only question. This was a Jesse one that he pulled. I, I don't. Le- I have no idea. I don't know why there would be much of a correlation here for, between a paper product and Tops Chrome. We've never seen that before. Like Tops Chrome would come up with a horrible checklist like it has in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, series. It, it's just going to be based on checklist. Simple as that. If, if the top Series 2 checklist is great, it'll sell for a lot of money. If it stinks, it will sell for less money. It will have nothing to do with the Topps Chrome snafu. 
Johnny Watts. Can I can I do this one? Because it's I was yeah, gonna please, do, just because go it's, it's a huge question. Sure, Johnny, you know better. By the way, <laughs> five thousand words on a question. Basically, Johnny's question is: Hey, a guy like Trey Lance on a championship type team, how does it affect his market? He's obviously out for the year, but this is a very good team. They they went to the uh, NFC Championship game last year, almost went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Now Jimmy's in again. This is a really unique situation. Normally, when you've drafted the next guy, if Trevor Lawrence goes down tomorrow, nobody's selling it. Some people are, but very few people are dumping his cards out because they think, yeah, we think he's the guy. There's nobody else there. We're going to ride with him. The The weird scenario with Trey Lance is, first of all, he's not really proven anything in the pros. He now is starting to develop a bit of, of an injury pattern. And like, what if Jimmy G comes in and that team wins 13 games and two playoff games this year? I I don't know. I. I I hate to say, hey, just go off and sell, cut your losses, because I wouldn't do that. Mm -mm. But if we see any sort of the Zion type effect with Trey, where, hey, in the offseason, six, eight, nine months from now, uh, he's looking great he's at workouts. Ripped. He getting... needs to get fat first, and then he needs to lose a bunch of weight. Sure. That would help his price. Yeah, if like something happens, like, oh, look at this kid. He's getting his reps in. He's studying the playbook. He's going to be back healthy next year. And mm -hmm. there's some sort of hype then. I would then consider moving if there was a price bump. But I am very much on the fence now with Trey Lance because, again, in that situation, really good team, and they do have a viable guy. Not to mention the team likes Jimmy. They they did really rally around him, so a lot of it will be interesting. You know what makes me wonder if he will hold value is just because of the fact that we don't really have many quarterbacks from this season, 2022, that you could fill in for any gaps that people are going to find at the end of the 2022 season that they may need quarterback. So maybe there's an opening because he did perform well at some points. They would fill him as opposed to a 2022 QB, a rookie QB who maybe didn't perform as well or they don't like his performance. You ever seen Billy Madison? I know exactly what you're going to say. I think the point is still valid. Champ, it, it, well, some of it is. He's never, ever played well, though. That's So that's your your first thing. Ever and he's played a, well? I thought you had some he's decent— He's only started like five games. Okay. And, okay, maybe that's And he's under a rookie contract. Uh, yeah, I, that, that one's a tough— I appreciate the sense. <laughs> What's going on here? There's phone? an additional question. I'm trying—I was pulling up this question. Um, this is a guy from Turkey, the country, not the— Gobble, gobble. What's he want to know? <laughs> His name's Cart Adami. You've probably seen him. You you recognize that image, right? Sure. He, I'm not he's in there all the time. I was excited I know, to be prepared it's okay. for this. There's, it is, here's the thing. I love that you were prepared, and I think that's great. I like some questions where you have no preparation, and not because hey, I want you. No I, no. I walk in here. What was your first question? Do you put up a mailbag? <laughs> and I, we are recording this at 10 a.m. We do it at 12, okay? You know, I forgot. The question is from Cart. He wants to know, is there, and do you have any knowledge, and it's okay if you don't, do you have any knowledge about what it takes to become a distributor of any major card company? Like, do you think that to is- become a distributor? Well, I don't think you know the process, but I think you might have an idea of, do you think that's an option? No. Like, you can't even be a distributor at this point. Southern just sold for like $300 million last year. Yeah. So yeah, okay, yeah. If Cart has a billion dollars laying around, <laughs> he has like that kind of money, sure, you can do whatever you want. Aside from that, no. I Why would they need a distributor? They already have some, and Fanatics is coming in to cut out distributors by and large. Oh, I should have clarified. So Please he's do. he's making the point that where he is in Turkey, 
there is a fan base, but there is no product at all, and there's no way to get it. I think Fanatics is going to solve a lot of that, too, And though. that was my overall thought. I, if you didn't say, I was going to say, I think yeah. Fanatics has that option. That's why the turkey detail was important there. I got you. I mean, the same is true with our guy Jason Flynn. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't get product in Ireland like they want. Yeah. But even still, like, if for you to set up and do that. Now, on a small scale, it's one thing. I was going to say, I don't know if it's a terrible idea for a third-party out-of-country guy to set up some kind of distribution. It's not the worst idea. I've got to think people have tried, though. And and if it were that easy to do, why wouldn't the U.S. distributors just do it? It's just shipping. I used to ship stuff to Taiwan, by the way. I had a a huge customer over there, Mm -hmm. basketball stuff. Every week, I sent a package there. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I do think if you are ever going to look into this, what you should start doing is just see where's Fanatics selling stuff right now because they obviously either have a distributor of some kind in oh, that area yeah. or if can they... Can he not... So, like, can Car- call him up right now. Hey, can, Car- can he not just go on Fanatics right now and buy product? Is Fanatics U.S. only? I we thought it was international. I mean, that, yeah, that's always been my, my understanding of why it's so great that they're coming into the space. So... These are questions. That the was worst a, question I ever. thought it was a good question to stimulate a little conversation. There it's you fair. go. Uh, Danny Heifetz is about to join us. We say level that. Level <laughs> 1 to 10. Between, yeah, we did this on Monday. From 1 to 10, what was the level of hostility? Just to prepare our audience. <laughs> Can I say that you started it, though? Like you well, did... there were some comments made off there. I don't know. I didn't know the kid. <laughs> so there was, there was a little uh, hostility that maybe you pick up on. Maybe you don't. Maybe you hear it and you're like, I didn't hear anything. Um... But yeah, it, it's funny. He he didn't take Mike's guff, and Mike can't tell if that was a sign of aggression or not. Okay. You be the judge. I start, Listen to the I, Danny I started Fizer's the podcast interview. how I started the podcast. I stand by what I said. <laughs> All right, here's your, here's your interview. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for a very special guest, Danny Heifetz. From the now, let me make sure I get this right. You are on a part of two podcasts while we are only a part of one. You are part of the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Is that, did I get that right? That's that is one. right, yes. And the number two is, what was the other one? It's like the Ringer NFL. NFL Show. I did the Friday okay. Ringer NFL shows with uh, Ben Salk and Stephen Reese and then the Fantasy Football Show as well. Let well, me ask you, how good of a friend are you with Bill Simmons to be on two Ringer podcasts? Are you, would you say best friends or just like really, really good friends? Uh, we are, well, I kind of make it a point of pride to just kind of make fun of the Patriots every single time Bill and I interact. So I feel like I'm always just be at arm's length to some degree. That's fair. I kind of hate Danny already. He showed up wearing a Yankees shirt. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't like the Patriots. And he's young. I'm out of Boston. Do you think we got ha- hired for our talent? Tennessee <laughs> I mean, Titans, bro. No. I'm oh, from so Boston. I was last place in the division. I mean, oh, sorry, six, which sport? I should have clarified. Six Super Bowl. Who are you a fan of besides the Yankees? Oh, I can't the check. Giants. So, yeah, I don't really care about your Super Bowls. Thanks for the two rings. Oh, the Giants did just beat the Titans last week. That upset hey, me. two rings are cute. He's feisty for a <laughs> 20-year-old. What's going on here? I like that. I don't mind it. I, I like never, it. I, I just can't. This is not the moment in time I want to hear any. Can I curse here? I don't know the rules. <laughs> you cannot. This want. is a family-friendly show. I don't want to hear shit from Boston on anything right now. Okay. I don't want to hear shit from a Patriots fan. I'm a Giants fan. That's Please. what you get. You're, the Red Sox are behind the Orioles. The Orioles are a great young team. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> I don't have to tell you this. Yeah, I will tell you that I am a total sellout. I'm a Bucks fan. The minute Brady left, my age, I've I've grown up with Brady my whole life. As soon as he left, I went Bucks one, Pats two. So I make no apologies about it either. I'll tell you that right now. Serious question. We've wasted enough time. Simmons already hates you and me both. So let's move on. <laughs> Do you collect cards of any kind? Sports cards, baseball, football, any in the card world at all? 
Uh, I used to have a lot, and then I we found them during the pandemic. It was at my uh, like parents' house, going through attic, and we just found so many football cards. I don't know if football cards are worth anything compared to baseball or basketball, but I got a lot of Randy Mosses, and I really should talk to you guys. I got a lot of rookie Randy Mosses and, and things I gotta do something with. Actually, huh. it could be. So yeah, I was thinking yeah. so that's probably a great. Yes, yeah, like 1998, him and Peyton. You could have some money there. Yeah. You might have some junk well, you know, wax, so but you might have. We some actually found boxes. We had all these boxes of um, a guy who owned a card shop. Actually, owed my dad money, and instead of paying him, we just paid him in cards. And we had rookie cards from '95, '96, '97, '98, and I'm just like, I have spent so much time just looking if we had the other box for the year Tom Brady came out. Oh. I spent. 10 hours doing this because I'm like the difference between oh rookie paid Manny, that's cool. And a rookie Tom Brady, oh, that could be like my retirement savings. And I we just don't have the box. We just never got it. So Okay. Definitely. Here's the thing. That's a good use of 10 hours though. I'm actually you curious to that. see what you've got for 98 stuff though. I mean Randy and Peyton sell all right. Go ahead Anyways. and send us all the things you have and then we'll tell you we'll what's good and not. All right. So yeah, we'll, we'll follow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how this goes first. Don't go get ahead of yourself, kid. Okay. No, but we are excited because we don't, I hate fantasy. I'm very on the record about that. And I'm terrible at it, by the way. The dude Why I'm playing. Why do you hate fantasy? Nothing personal. Just, he doesn't like curious. anything not real. He only I, reads nonfiction. Yeah. Like, my, I'm just like, I'd rather just watch the game. I don't want to have to like root for some random Lions player just because I got him on a team. So I have put together, I actually have a decent team. I got Derrick Henry. I got Matthew Stafford. He's a joke. I got Mike Evans. But the guy I played this week just happened to have Lamar Jackson, mm. St. Brown, and Jalen Waddle. And yeah, Tua is on it. my bench, mind you. So now I really hate fantasy. However, a lot of similarities, a lot of crossover from fantasy to the card world. Like Tua goes nuts for six, you know, six touchdowns yesterday, 500 yards. And all of a sudden, he is like the number one guy in football for the week. There's a direct, relate, like a direct impact on his card market at the same time. Like I just feel like the hype factor of both is actually very similar. So I am just kind of curious. We want to have like a fantasy expert on because we're curious, like who are some, so like right now, if I said, who are some sleepers in fantasy that you're looking at or who are like some lesser known guys who comes to your mind, like in your world? So, I, I mean, the one that jumps off, I don't know if this is, I, to, I don't know a ton about cards. Obviously I had all these cards in my basement for whatever, however long. I would say Michael Pittman is probably a guy that's being slept on right now. Obviously the Colts just got like shut out. You talk about like buying the dip or whatever. I think Michael Pittman's going to be incredible. I don't know how much that would be like worth. I don't know how any of this works, but Indianapolis isn't exactly a huge market, but I do think Michael Pittman's going to be really freaking good for the Colts. And it's not exactly like he's getting any buzz right now. Um, okay. Gabriel Davis for the bills. You know, I think that looking down the road, if the bills like were to win a super bowl, you know, Gabe Davis, he's hurt right now. So again, that's a guy that's not going to be getting a lot of buzz right now, but that's a guy that down the road, if, if he, I mean, he's really young. He's only 23 years old. Obviously, Stephon Diggs gets all the hype. Stephon Diggs is almost 30. There's a world where Gabe Davis is a top receiver for Josh Allen for years to come. Uh, that's kind of where I think about maybe under the radar guys that could be really good, you know, down the road. I will say I like that because, so again, just kind of a caveat with the card world, it is almost quarterback or bust at this point. Like in terms of market gotcha. value, guys would rather have Jalen Hurts, who's probably the fourth quarterback out of that class, as opposed to the Justin Jefferson, who I would. Oh, argue in that case, the, it's easy. Trevor Lawrence, man. Trevor Lawrence is—it's—he's going to be great. Really? See, I actually kind—I've of, said the same thing. I think Trevor has shades of Peyton when I first saw Peyton play. Terrible on paper, has some horrendous games, and then there's a couple throws a game, and I'm like, yeah, this dude when he figures it out, when he gets an offensive line, is going to have the best arm. In How's he doing Trevor in fantasy Lawrence, so far this year? He's. 
fine, but I mean, I, like you know, they just played the Colts last week, but I mean, they just rocked the Colts. They shut them out. So it's a lot of dink and dunk death, dink and dunk death by paper cuts. You know, it, they really just Colts just kind of played a lot of zone. And Trevor Lawrence was like, "All right, yeah, sure, I'll just dink and dunk." They, it's like he started nine and ten for ninety-seven yards. The point is, he can do everything that you need to do competently. The worst case scenario, with Trevor Lawrence boring injury is he plays in the NFL for 12 years like and he's fine but like the upside for him is really really high so uh, so here's the question I have about fantasy football like what do you guys talk about on the show each week because it's not like the the value of somebody you know it's great if they go up or down but once someone has them locked in it's really the only real value is for trading right like is there anything else that I'm missing here as far as like the the value of somebody besides a trade and how well they'll I think do for you. Waiver ads are big. So Sunday night we talk about the games and just kind of our reaction to the games. Mondays we do a show where we do we add players, so we do running backs, receivers, tight ends. You know all the players you need to stream. You know who can you cut? All that stuff. We make it fun. We do it through trivia. So we basically oh, award cool. who gets the player through trivia, so that we uh, people I don't know people have a good time. Wednesday we do power hour. We just kind of rank whatever's on our minds, and then we preview start sit stuff on Fridays. So a oh, lot okay, of content. Cool. Too much content, if you ask me, but I'm here for it. I like it. Um, I am curious, too, what in the the grand scheme of fantasy football, Tom Brady, where do you rank him? Because I'm not going to lie. I have only played fantasy football. I think this is my third year ever. I have won once. I came in the finals last year, and this year I'm 2-0, and and Tom Brady has been my quarterback every single time. Do you think that's a smart play, given what we know about him so far this year? Well, he's a winner. And you're a winner. So there you go. God, I like Danny so much. Trying to decide who I dislike more. Danny Heifetz. Mike doesn't really care for me sometimes. And that's part of the podcast. We enjoy it. It makes it fun. Um, I've been meaning to say this. I'm glad that I'm on here. I think there's a little toxicity. I think that Mike is, is, is <laughs> could, could treat you better, Jesse. I think that Mike could be a little kinder. I'm going to go out on a limb and say over under three minutes of our total content Danny boys consumed. I'm taking the under. Danny, have you ever listened to the show? <laughs> He's listening I have. more. Have you really? Oh, I yeah. knew no, it. I, I, oh, I've listened. I've digested. Interesting. Okay, I, I like have, it. I have so many sound effects. I'm not. I'm waiting. Yeah, to he use doesn't them. need. It. I have. I am curious though, because like I set the caveat with the QB or bust thing and the value. This is the first year we're starting to see that change. That's why I like the Gabriel Davis thing. Like that is somebody you could pick up for. I mean, pennies, right? Like compared to. I mean, Trevor I'm making Lawrence. up a market in my mind. I guess I'm thinking if the Bills win the Super Bowl and all these Bills fans, you know what I mean, want to like have them. I guess I don't know if that's actually how it works. That is, yeah, absolutely. So, like, yeah. like, like last year, but wasn't Gabriel Davis the guy? Was it the wild card weekend when he had like the most yeah, unbelievable he had four touchdowns? Exactly. Yeah, like so the overnight, his stuff five x, ten x on some exactly. of his big stuff. But it's perfect for our audience because some guys can't go out and spend you know thousands on Brady and maybe not even hundreds on Trevor. But I can pick up a Gabriel Davis auto for six bucks, and if he has a crazy week or two, he goes off, and that six dollar card's now thirty bucks. So I, I actually like that. Let me ask you this: in terms of running backs. Any running backs you kind of think are, again, putting up good numbers, but under the radar by and large? Oh, man. I mean, running back, it's so volatile. Uh, I think Javante Williams could be really good for Denver. I think he could be fantastic. But honestly, no. It, next year's class is just better. I mean, I think uh, Bijan Robinson at Texas, I think, has like true star power. I think that that's a guy that there's a world where he comes in and he's just freaking like cool and awesome. I don't know how many of the young, like obviously Jonathan Taylor, he's already popped. Uh, I don't know how many people have Jonathan Taylor fandom, right? Saquon's in the last year was deal with the Giants. Like, you know, it, it's, it's guys who have popped. I don't know how much is lurking with the younger guys. Like I guess Javante's, you know, but I don't know how much juice he's going to have, but if I had to pick someone to be him. 
So Saquon, is this sustainable? For, I mean, you're a Giants fan, which is funny you still admit I that am. in 2022. <laughs> I'm proud of you. What, what is, I mean, he comes on the scene in 2018, even in the hobby, one of the first, that was kind of when we started seeing values rise. 2020 got meteoric. But he was like one of the dudes early. Crazy, exciting guy, at least in in terms of the card market. His stuff took off and he has a bad year and a half and he's, you know, in the tank, so to speak. Like, where do you see his season? Like, is he going to have a monster stat season? We love him for fantasy. We have him really high. I mean, I think a lot of people will snore show have, have Saquon. He was the number one guy in week one. So uh, I think he's going he's gonna to get an absolute crazy amount of volume. That's everything in fantasy football. It's volume. You just want the ball. Like, you can't, do, you can't get stats if you don't have the ball. So we start with that. And Saquon is top tier and going to have the ball a lot this season. We'll see if the Gi- Giants are 2-0. We'll see if they can actually like, keep that up. But I think Saquon's going to have a big year. I don't know if the Giants are going to sign into a long-term extension. Honestly, it's going to be a really difficult uh, decision. So I wouldn't be shocked if not next season, but the season after Saquon's just on another team. I got a question for you. Um, last year, what player brought in the most fantasy football points? This is a trivia question. I know the answer. So there's like the most points and then there's like the best value because it's always a quarterback usually has the most points, right? But I think Cooper oh, Cup was basically the explain guy last that. year. Explain best value versus so, best points. The rules of fantasy football are stupid. Okay, because, fair. Uh, Same in the card world. <laughs> they just are. <laughs> because if you have 10 teams in a fantasy football league, there's more than 10 good quarterbacks. So the way the scoring works basically means that even though, you know, let's say Josh Allen's the best, statistically the best player in the NFL, the gap between Josh Allen and like Aaron Rodgers isn't actually that big. So because you're playing like 30 running backs, which is 10 quarterbacks, mm-hmm. the running, like the relative value of the running backs and receivers are more important. So you, that's why you take running backs at the top of a fantasy football draft. But if that's you just where have, I always make my mistake, I always go quarterback first. And everyone yeah, so, tells me I'm wrong. Well, you're winning. So there you go. It doesn't matter. Does it? <laughs> uh, you are right, though. Cooper Cup did have the most points last season. That was very good. Is he uh, should I go after him now or is it too late? Like if someone has him, there's no chance they would give him up at this point. In fantasy or his card? In fantasy. I don't I don't expect you to know anything about cards. You think guys are just trading Cooper Cup? I don't even like I fantasy. mean, I, I could. I, I, say, I, what I are you took a few. Up Cooper Cup? I, I took Aaron Rodgers. I have Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no I'm not taking. Uh, that's what no, he just I will said. Not give quarterbacks. You Cup for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, all right. I'm just, I'm just saying. By the way, why do you have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady? Because I didn't want anyone. Who's else your to third have him. quarterback? Justin Fields. <laughs> I have three quarterbacks, and we only uh, we are a one quarterback league. Um, all right. So the the idea that I have right now is go running back first, right? Wide receiver next, or quarterback right after running back? Well, people already drafted. So I think I know, I know. About who but here's have, the thing. Right? There's a lot of people that didn't like who haven't gotten in because they don't know much about fantasy football in general. So and that's typically anything having to do with this podcast. I am the beginner. I, I'm just getting into it. I want other people who also are in the same boat to know a little bit so they can get into it next year. Running back wide receiver next or QB next. So, well, do you mind if I zoom out a little, like a little adjacent to your question, but zoom okay. out a little? Because basically you're saying if someone doesn't play fantasy, not just what to do, but like, why should you, right? If you, li- if you listen to this body, like, why do you play fantasy? I would sure. say there's two reasons. Number one, it definitely gives you more, you care more about the games that you wouldn't. And I know Agreed you know, some that. people here, like certain Boston people maybe are saying, well, <laughs> I don't care about the Lions player. It's not different than gambling. It's the whole point. It's like, 
how do I make Washington, Detroit interesting? You know, you could bet on it or you have a Monroe St. Brown. You're like, oh my God, every time a Monroe St. Brown catches the ball, I get points and can beat my friend, number one. Two, the real answer, the much broader answer I would give you, like the real reason I think fantasy is important, I think why our pod's doing well. I would say that fantasy football is the best way for men to stay in touch with their friends in adulthood. Like men, you have friends in high school, college, wherever you make your friends in life, you go separate ways, maybe you're in different cities, you know, you, you settle down, you have kids, whatever, life goes different ways. Women are just like better at communicating with their friends. Men are kind of not great at it. What fantasy football does is it gives you a the group chat becomes like the kitchen island of your friendship. And it's like regimented. You can't really screw it up. It's just Sundays and Thursdays and, and Mondays. And that's it. It's, it's a big enough portion of the calendar where it matters. It's not big enough that it's overwhelming. And you can just kind of make fun of your friends all the time. And it's, that's really the core of it. It's like a scheduled, routinized way to give your friends shit. This is literally the exact same principle as the card market. I think it is. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. What am I supposed to talk to these dummies about? We haven't (laughs) spoken in 15 years. Oh, I can can trash talk them about a game. And B, why did you spend $30,000 in the offseason on Trey Lance rookie cards (laughs) when Trey Lance's ankle is now in a blender? Oh, same principle. That's a that was a nice like, little flex there, like the thirty k. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. Buy, I don't buy Trey Lance. Are you kidding me? Thirty k on anything, San Francisco. But I just mean here. So again, Danny, this is the insane part, though. There are Trey Lance cards that sell for that kind of money. Individual cards. You can go out and get unbelievably nice and exclusive cards of Adrian Peterson, Randy Moss, Peyton Manning for a fraction of the price. There is no common sense when it comes to the new ultra high end, ultra modern card world. Trevor Lawrence is the highest selling guy across the board, him and Mac Jones. What's the difference between cards, physical cards now and like NFTs? Is that what oh, people boy. in NFTs? Oh, that's a, that's you know, another NF- episode. NFTs are picking up. <laughs> they are. Yeah, so there's, you have your traditionalists who absolutely hate everything NFT and would never touch them and think it's the devil. And then you've got guys kind of like us where it's like, I don't know, it's different. I don't like it as much as physical. But I pulled it up. Dude, what was it, two weeks ago? The Otani? Oh, uh-huh. You yeah. got a free pack from Panini. The NFT you own blockchain. You rip it on the blockchain. You open it. If you want to sell it, you just hit the button and list. Sold for $1,000 in 11 minutes. Yeah, that was... I like, mean, I don't care if you like NFTs or not. Like, why would you not? Like, it just... I actually think it's a fun, cheap chase compared to physical stuff because physical's gotten crazy expensive. So, I don't mind NFTs. All right, we're going to invite you back one more time. Fantasy playoff. If either one of us oh. makes it, will you come back and give us advice? Uh, I'll give Jesse advice. See, you have to ask him on air because I can't say no. Now he's got to come I back. He's locked in. I am so happy you've to have your, you on, You've Danny. got your little angel on your shoulder, and I'll fly solo with my toxicity. There you <laughs> well, go. No, you won't Danny, be in the playoffs, so it's fine. That's also very fair, although somehow oh, I did win. I did eat to win. win. Yeah, somehow with second, two on the bench. Second lowest score in the league. You're that's doing okay. so good. Anyways, bro. Danny, thank you for the time. We're trying to get some more focus on fantasy. We know it's a big topic our listeners love, so we figured, hey, why not have the ringer expert on to do it? So appreciate the time. And we'll uh, hopefully see you back when uh, I'm dominating in the playoffs. It was a pleasure, sir. There you go. Thanks for bringing your fantasy football show. Check it out if you guys want. All right, there you go. I'm going to give it a seven. Do you hear the compliments he gave me? I'm going to give it like a nine and a half. You and Danny do your own show. (laughs) I don't know what you talk about that anybody would care about, but you guys would do something great. We would do something. It doesn't matter. Fantasy food. Oh my goodness. I already have the first episode because I already created it. It was a fantasy food. Hey, Mike, as the producer of a food podcast, you got to tell those guys I want on there. You know, I want in. Here's listen to this idea. Pizza walk nachos. 
you take a pizza, preferably like a Jets, some kind of like Detroit style, deeper dish pizza, because you need the base. You need the structure to hold up what goes on top. On top, you're going with fajita nachos. Now, these need to be kind of soggy because you want the cheese to really melt onto the top of the base of your Detroit pizza. On top of that, you're going to get your Chinese food, some kind of lo mein noodle. I like a little sesame seed chicken on there. You spread it out evenly. No need to bake at this point if you're getting everything fresh. But if it's not, you're going to throw it in the oven at 450, at least 10 minutes, just to make it all congealed. Then you slice it up. One slice will do you, people. If you're hungry, you're starving, I'm going to tell you one slice is enough. But it is surprisingly amazing. There is your episode. I am so proud and so disappointed at the same time. What? I have never heard <laughs> that type of enthusiasm and passion, and I've never heard you speak for 30 seconds continuously where I was engaged the whole time. No uh, um, nonsense. This man needs a food pump. I can. Here's the deal. I can I'm fill just, that seat. I'm just saying. I can fill that seat. You go do you. I have no idea how high you can fly. I want to be on a podcast same audience or same you and me. Yep. Well, you're the then man. I'm the man. Fair. And then you're over there like, uh, Mike, is there a reason yeah. he's not on the food? Again, I've made this point before. <laughs> Nobody on that show knows as much about food as you. I mean, I like, and to no go. one is your size. That's that, fair. That plays into it. Yeah. You dude, can't I believe say a the same skinny thing person. At, I say the same thing at Chipotle. When I got that 90 pound little dude making mm, my, my burrito. Nope. I know I'm going to have to stop somewhere else because I'm getting the short end. When I got big country in there making the burrito, <laughs> I'm going to be a happy man. That's a compliment. Folks. That's how you end a podcast, people. I tell you, if they don't pick you up after this, <laughs> if, a food, if if Bill is not. See, I'm, I'm fine with Bill dropping the show, but if he is not reaching out about the food podcast, I Bill I have my would never drop this. So. He loves this. There to you hear go. something like this on a card talk. Mm, okay. So good. There is your podcast for Thursday, September 22nd. Uh, we're done. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. Thank you to Danny, I suppose, and Jesse and Mike. <laughs> That's your show. We'll be back on Monday. Goodbye.